Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hello and welcome to Rainstop Play. This week we have an IPL special for you. The IPL starts tomorrow, of course. Doesn't feel like that long since we were last doing an IPL special, but hey, that's great fun. We'll always have more IPL. Um, the IPL threesome are here, shall I say? Shall I call us that? Uh, me, Will and Zach. Um, I'll start with you, Will. How are you doing and how excited are you for this IPL? I'm doing very well. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm more excited about chatting about the IPL here on Rainstop Play than I am watching it this year because i've already written off my team's chances um but but that's okay i like that i like that we'll, we'll come on to rajasthan later that's that's gonna be fun sounds like it's gonna be another optimistic one from will those who are joining us in october will remember didn't have a great time of it but you know we'll come on to that um and zach how are you you've been playing some cricket this week most importantly some real life actual cricket we're not just sat talking about it we're out there playing so how did you get on uh, it was to say it was a mixed bag is a, a bit of an understatement. So it was it was just an intra squad game. It was a thirty over game on Sunday, on a very uh, spicy wicket, but also a very long outfield that meant nothing went for four. I bowled a few terrible leg stump deliveries that got smashed away, but still didn't go for four. So that was that was quite you know nice as a as a bowler. I uh, I took two catches, one in the first over, fielding at Ooh. point, and took a catch. Third ball, the ball comes straight to me. I have to dive forward, dive forward slightly, and that yeah. was a scary moment. And then also one up in the air, straight into the sun, and I wasn't wearing a hat, so I was just <laughs> hoping that didn't hit me in the face. It didn't hit me in the face. I caught it, which was Good. quite nice. And then I did drop one, but I'm only counting as a half a drop. It was sailing over my head, and I stuck a hand up, and I, it hurt my finger. Basically, do you normally field at point? Is that like your is that like your spot? I don't I don't have a set spot. Usually, usually when I play, I field in the deep because I'm one of the, the the fitter members of my team. Oh right, so like younger <laughs> younger and fitter members of the team. So I field in the deep, and 
can throw a little bit further maybe so that's kind of why i usually just patrolling the boundary you know stoke yeah, some yeah, bear yeah. kind of stuff yeah 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 oh i can see yeah, i can yeah. see i can see you like that any batting or no so well uh, i'm i'm very much a bowler but i did bat at eight but my bowling wasn't great i in one of my overs i bowled four no balls in a row well front foot no balls or just like, oh no like head high no balls uh it would be one head height then one would bounce three times then one would be head height oh my gosh yeah it wasn't it wasn't great but it was a you know it was everyone's first game back so it wasn't great and yeah i didn't take a wicket but you know the bowling we're not we weren't expecting much then i came into bat and i uh got 12 not out Ooh, i know I, I know exactly you know not bad at eight we were only chasing you know we only needed about four and over at that point so i had a bit of time to get myself in and we managed to chase down the target but i had to retire so i wasn't i was not out i had to retire because it was because you know it was into squad game and you're giving everyone a go so i had to retire and give the number 10 and 11 a, a little go at batting so my average is looking fantastic we're in a great position season starts not this saturday next saturday i've got another inter squad game where i'm going to hit a 50 yeah, this sure. weekend so well, I can't wait to hear about that then. Well, please tune in next week to hear how Zach actually gets on. Um, I love the idea they have to retire on 12. Normally, isn't it like 30 or like a half respectable score before you go, oh, you know what, lads? Well, we Why were are you doing, doing the 10 11 ago? Who cares? Well, exactly. We, we were doing 30, but because there just wasn't many overs left or many runs left to get. Me and, me and the number seven, we were knocking it off so easily. It was brilliant bits of communications and... Nice quick singles, fantastic calling. I hit a four as well in that long grass. A beautiful. I'm so surprised that you hit that four. Up the hill and into the long grass. Up the hill through easy. the knee-high grass. Jeez, exactly. that's fantastic. Powerful. Yeah. I've got you as like a powerful number eight, like pinch hitter, like Sam Curran-esque. Yeah, you left know. arm as well, to be fair. Oh, per- so. oh. oh the comparisons don't end there. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> please tune in next week to see how Zach got on. Will, were you any nets in, in parks in London this week or... You know, what's what's the WhatsApp group saying that you joined last week? You know what? I've not been back to the WhatsApp net because it suddenly decided to be freezing. It was literally snowing oh, yeah. this week. That's a very um, good which point. Which is a shame. I was really optimistically, I was talking to my flatmate earlier and I went, should we, should we net Saturday morning and go, go with the whole the WhatsApp gang? And he just went, it's raining. <laughs> hey, rain stop play. Hey, that's very on brand from you guys. I, I love that. Um, should we talk about some real cricket that like actual professionals have been playing this week? Because again, there's lots going on. Uh, the county championship started today. We're recording on Thursday, the 8th of April. It's quarter past two. So we're just out of the lunch break and lots of early wickets falling. As you'd expect in April in England is what, 10 degrees outside today at best. I think they're playing in Durham, so it's probably minus 10. Um, we'll have a full special on that next week. We were going to call it the county championship preview, but that's kind of not a th- we've, we've we've missed that haven't we so let's call it the county championship special that we'll have next week um and we can chat about the first week of cricket so that'll be fun um sussex are doing okay zach somerset who are they playing middlesex and it's not going too well somerset were middlesex were like 50 for one after off like an over 50, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah which was you know completely against what somerset did last year they were so they kept it so tight and Craig Overton and Josh Davey took so many wickets. And this time, there's a couple drops in the slips. And Robinson's on race to 91 from 112 balls. So that's not going too well. But no one else seems to be able to score any runs. Eskenazi's on 12 from 73. So 
that's Nuggety, isn't it? That's Nuggety. Mm. We'll come on to a Nuggety player in a minute because there's one that's signed for Warwickshire. Um, New Zealand have announced their squad for the England tour that includes the World Test Championship final, three uncapped players, including Devon Conway, who had a really good T20 series. I don't think he's played a test. Um, it looks a very solid squad, though. Um, if you check that out, you can see who's playing. Um, Sarah Taylor's back. She's come out of retirement. She's signed for the Welsh Fire. Um, fastest hands in the West. I saw someone... Cool. I don't know if that's a thing or if that was a one-off thing or if that's a constant thing. Anyway, great to see her back in cricket and um, a good advert for the 100 and the women's 100 as well. And we'll come on to that nuggety player, Vahari to Warwickshire. Uh, Will, you mentioned this earlier. What you, you, what did you call it? Like weird players to sign for English county teams. Another one <laughs> in that general bracket, right? We've had a few this season. Yeah, it's one for the extremely random foreign acquisition jar. <laughs> um, which maybe can be it could be another of Rinstop plays little swear jars. Yeah. Um he just he's just born to bad six or I reckon. Maybe we'll go to four, I don't know. Um they had a good start against Derbyshire today, interestingly enough. Um Pakistan won their ODI series two one against South Africa. Poor Fak is a man. Was it hundred and ninety something in a losing effort? Um, but, you know, he got a 100 in a winning effort um, a couple of days later. So good for him. And quickly, boys, what are our thoughts on the Decock run out? Um, he sort of deceives the man. I think it was fine. It wasn't like a man can. It wasn't it didn't feel absolutely filthy. It just seemed like he was a bit cleverer than the man. I don't know what you boys think. I've seen some varying reports, obviously, from, you know, the different sides of it. And obviously there's the kind of rules, but obviously all of these rules in cricket are so vague and leave so much open for interpretation. It's any way that they're trying to, you know, mislead the batsman or something. But it is fake fielding is 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 banned, isn't it? You're not allowed to pretend you've stopped the ball if you've not. So that is, you know, kind of what it was. But also, Fakas a man should be watching the ball. He shouldn't be relying on where on what the wicketkeeper's doing. And I saw, I did see once though. One who, who was it who said it? One of the players, one of the South African players, said that De Kock was pointing to Ingidi to tell him to to back up, rather than he was he, he was telling him to back up. That was he wasn't tell, he wasn't trying to fool Fakas a man. He was trying to tell the player to back up, which. Him laughing and pointing at Fak as a man afterwards kind of disproves that, but it's quite a funny theory. <laughs> Will, what did what did you reckon to it? I think I'm with Zach. And no, what, no, I think it was fine. It was just how can, you can't police pointing and laughing or like generally shouting on a cricket field, can you? I think the looks from the rest of the podcast suggest there's there's <laughs> disagreement with Dan slightly on that one. Um, I think it comes into that horrible category of you know the the not in the spirit of the game thing, even if it is technically within the rules i've just seen a poll on twitter by the way extremely scientific we've got at the moment was it outside the spirit of the game 55 percent. it was fine 45 percent. so we're pretty evenly split on it but i mean i agree with zach i think it was a little bit dodgy i thought the cricketing world have enjoyed that more i'm surprised it's as split as it is but it was an interesting one. Why isn't the man just running? Is like get get into your ground. Like forget where the ball is. Get your head down and go. But to be fair to him, he'd been he'd, been, he'd carried the whole Pakistan team for that game. So maybe he was a bit tired. Um, and some redemption in the end, and they won the series. So an, an interesting one for sure. Um, that's well, there's a lot of news, but that's all the news I can be bothered to talk about today. Uh, the stuff that interests us, I think. Um, so let's talk about the IPL. It starts tomorrow, Friday the ninth. Uh, Mumbai Indians versus RCB is the first fixture. 
Um, it's in India this year, not in Abu Dhabi. Uh, six neutral venues uh, across the country. Um, Will, you kind of explained that a few pods ago. I think I've got my head around it now. Um, the six neutral venues thing. And just to be clear, even if a ho- there's a city where one of the teams is representing, they won't play a game in that city because that wouldn't be fair, right? Is that the whole point? Exactly. So it'll happen across, if I remember rightly, two bubbles at any given time in these six cities. So of which I think five have IPL teams, but Mumbai will never end up playing in the Mumbai bubble. Um, Having said all of that, this has been kind of complicated in a similar way to the way that the PSL got derailed, because India currently has a massive spike of COVID cases in which, as I understand it, Mumbai is pretty much the national capital. So... That's not a great sign. Um, I think there's at least two or three players who have come down with positive cases at the moment, so they're going to miss the start. Um, so it's it's slightly not going great and possibly one to keep an eye on there. They may end up having to change those bubble arrangements. Are you saying the bubble might burst? I think I'm saying <laughs> the bubble might burst. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Can we add that to the swear jar now, please? That's, that's one and done on that. Um, <laughs> hey, who remembers the PSL, right? I, I totally forgot that even existed for a while. Good luck to them getting that back on. Um, okay, excellent. So that's sort of, is that enough housekeeping? Eight overseas players per squad, if if you don't know that already, listeners. Um, four allowed per 11. Uh, anything else you want to get out there, boys, before we get into the teams? Last bit of housekeeping. We have some IPL rule news this month, which we Ooh. didn't bother discussing on the preview. Nice. Um, the only one which really matters is they've got rid of soft signal. Of course. I think I vaguely saw this this week. What's Could, could you expand for me? Because I definitely didn't read anything about it. But that's interesting. Well done. I think how it works is Virat Kohli says he doesn't like soft signal. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so there's, there's a few different little rule changes. Most of them are fairly inconsequential. One of them is slightly weirdly to do with timing. Um, so things have to finish within... And in, each individual innings has to finish within 90 minutes now, which before it was allowed to go on a little bit longer. Yes. Um, which also means that they've had to change the rules around super overs um, to, to basically mean, I think the rule is that a game can't finish longer than an hour after it was supposed to. But everyone's suggesting that that rule basically means things would be limited to one super over. And then if it's not resolved after that, have to work out some weird arrangement. So that's slightly strange. Um, but then the only other major rule change is the, is the just getting rid of soft signal, because as we saw in the England India series, it was a little bit weird and controversial and, you know, no one's quite sure why we're trusting umpires to see halfway down the pitch whether something's touched the ground or not. Yeah, I like that move. And it also took up too much time. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone there. Um, I feel like it's going to be like whenever I watch a football game without VAR, I find it really, really quite relaxing. Like when there's a goal, you're like, that is a goal. And maybe perhaps with, when it's given out on the field or it goes up to the third umpire, you're not worrying about the soft signal call. You're just like, right, whatever he says goes. So, I don't know, maybe I'll like that. Sorry, just, I completely agree with you about the fact that when I watch football without VAR, it's really nice. They score a goal and it's like, ah, it is a goal. Doesn't matter what else happens. But I feel like surely if we're thinking about it like that, it does not work the other way in cricket with soft signals because it's like, oh, he's given it out, therefore it's probably out. I, I get what you no, mean. No, I, 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 I'm the, reason, the reason I think it will work is that, or not, not work, but be more relaxing to watch, i.e. VAR not being there, is that the third umpire will be able to make a decision that is correct without having to, he's not, pre, he's not pre-influenced. It's just going to be like, 
like the Milan one, he's like, right, that's touched the ground, and I have no other uh, factors playing that. So we'll see, but yeah. I think it'd be more relaxing. We always manage to get VAR in here in a cricket podcast, so it's it's just it's transcended sports. Okay, so we are going to do six minutes per team um, to not so as not to favour and not to you know not talk about sunrises because they're really boring. Um, so sorry, um, I'm going to set a timer on my phone. And as soon as it goes off, you've got to stop talking and we're moving on. I don't care if you're midpoint. I don't care. Whatever. We're moving on. Go this on. is amazing. This is a whole new format for this podcast. Yeah, we're just we're just, we're just going rogue. We're going like, it's going to be high energy today, this pod. It's IPL, you know, it's it's high energy. And if anyone wants to chat about some sponsors, that would be great. I think it's Vivo IPL this year, by the way, not Dream 11. So that's the first early change. Okay, and we're doing it in order of the way the cricketer the website listed the teams because that's how I have them open in front of me. So again, I'm, I'm keeping on your toes. So I'm going to press start now. I'm going to start with Chennai Super Kings. Um, seventh last year, uh, Captain Stelemis Dhoni. Um, they've won the thing three times. So this is a this is a big franchise. And oh gosh, where do I start? And there's a timer in front of me, and there's lots of pressure. Um, Moe Nali cost seven hundred thousand pounds. Will he play every game? Will he be? you know, an, an absolute banker for CSK as opposed to RCB when he was kind of in and out. I'm trying to think off the top of my head what other overseas players could possibly take his spot to make that not the case. But yeah, from, from the sounds of it, from how much money they've paid for him and from what they need in the team, which is a bit more mid-lovers finishing power, I do think he'll probably have a much more secure role in that team. And and I hope that can be good for him because I've always felt like with, with Moeen, if you expect him to basically be a bowler, but then bat somewhere that you can fit him in and then suddenly he ends up under pressure he doesn't do well if you send him in and you go you're a batsman here's your role do this thing that you're good at i hope we can get free-flowing moeen back wouldn't that be great i feel like he's got a bit he might have a bit of competition as he does for an england shirt with sam curran but it i suppose it depends on the way they play him as well because he seemed to again in a similar vein to moeen last season when he was told you know this is kind of what we want you to do. You know, you, you, you go up the order. You just, you just hit out for a little bit. Then, then you just go and you'll, and it's, it's better for him rather than him being, you're coming in at seven for England. You're not going to get much time. We're also probably not going to bowl you much because, you know, we have, and when you're bowling, you're not going to get the new ball, which is, you know, your strength. So I feel like the, the freedom is good for him and, and good for Moeen as well. If, if that is the way they go. Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to play them both at least a couple of times. Whether they start with that or not, I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to think back to CSK last year. They were quite boring to watch, weren't they? Um, Dhoni being the main issue with that, but he's going to play every game. He's still there. Overseas-wise, so we've already filled out Moeen and Curran. Faf Duplessis has to play pretty much. Um, trying to think where the fourth one is. I'm not too sure. Hazelwood, perhaps? He didn't Hazelwood's get much of a run out going. last year. Oh, no, he's not going, is he? Has he been replaced by anybody? I saw on April Fool's that he was being replaced by Alex Hales, but but, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like the first April Fool's I got got by of the day. (laughs) Although I'm not even sure if it was meant to be an April Fool or if it was just a rumour, because it wasn't, I don't think it's, it wasn't a very good April Fool's if it was, because it was, you know, slightly realistic. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's not. A, maybe it was just coincidental that it was on the first of April. Um, um, 
Indian players. We've got Gaikwad. He was pretty good last year. Hopefully he's good this year as well. Um, any more names you want to pull out the hat for this one? Shuttle to Kerr will probably have to carry the, the main weight of the bowling um, without Hazel with there. I'll be honest, it, does, it doesn't look great across the board. We all no. said last season they need a rebuild. They kind of have, but they've gone about it by bringing in some 30-plus Moeen, Pujara, a few others. Pujara. It's like that. It's, I mean, it, it's it's the meme Chennai signing, which we all enjoy, but um, there is still kind of a plus side there. As you alluded to, they did find some good form towards the end of the season with Guy Quad and Sam Curran mainly playing well together. Faf can still hit runs at the top of the order. If Dhoni finally internalises the lesson that he's batting too slowly and, and, and conjures <laughs> vague elements of his previous self, there's still a little bit of talent there, but Let's be honest; they they don't deserve six, more than six minutes of our time. I think I, I think just the main issue for them is that again they're not playing at home. It was a massive problem for them because before they built the fact that they're gonna what they're gonna do is they're gonna hit average totals and then their spinners are gonna spin a web and no one's gonna ever be able to hit 150. I think in the first game of the 2019 IPL they bowled RCB out for 90 and obviously then knocked it off easily. And it's kind of what they it's what they do, and it's what they it's what they were very good at for years, and meant that they won or got to the they got to the playoffs in every single IPL that they were in, apart from the ones they were banned for. But we can ignore that. Um, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but since then, obviously, they've struggled, and I feel like their spin wasn't very good last year. They didn't play to here, fair enough. As an uh, it's an overseas slot, it's a difficult one. Chowler, they picked up from from KKR last year and then have dumped again, I think. And he was, he wasn't very good, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of him anyway. I don't think he is very good generally, <laughs> but yeah. So it's, I, again, it's not looking good. We'll, we'll come on to our season predictions at the end of the pod, but yeah, um, spoiler, they're not in my top four. And on, on the meme thing, they've still got, they signed Utapa, right? They signed him from the Royals. They've still got Imran Tahir on there. Dwayne Bravo must be about 50 by now. Uh, Jadeja's in as good as Jadeja is. He's old. And then I don't know how Pujara's getting in. So, oh, you're right. I mean, 42 seconds left. Should we just move on and give another interesting team some time? No, Will, you got something else to say? I can fill 42 seconds in answer, okay, Dan, to your question of have they replaced Hazelwood? The answer is no. The owner of the team has come out and said, we're not thinking too much about replacing Hazelwood. It's been decided it's not a pri- priority issue for us. We already have a very good team. Next sentence of this news article, it says... There were reports that CSK have already started approaching a couple of players, but both turned them down. <laughs> Love that spin from the owner. Love that spin. We we don't need it. We, we simply don't need anybody else. We're I mean, good. they're too good. And that was a, that, you know a good young Australian bowler gone. They can replace him with some some old, I don't know, Indian scene where they might be able to find. Is that here Khan still playing? Listen, either way, we got to shut up for now. Um, right. This is fun, isn't it? This is fun. I feel like I'm on Total Wipeout or something. It's just a little bit chaotic. Okay, cool. So um, next on the cricketers list, and I don't even know who was next because I've got the tabs closed. Delhi Capitals. We're going to talk about Delhi Capitals for six minutes. Um, I, I want these guys to win it, to be honest with you. I, I like this team from a neutral point of view. I call myself a Punjab Kings fan, but I really just like the cricket itself. So I like these guys. Um, runners up last year, uh, which was their best ever finish. So they've still not won one yet. Um, Captain Mauricio Pant, love that. Coach Ricky Ponting, also love that. Made some great signings um, in their auction. They had a great auction. I think we all agreed on that when we spoke about that a few weeks ago. So yeah, Will, some words on on Delhi. Do you like this team as much as I do? Yeah, I like them. 
I think they're good. We won't we won't we won't get quite to our um to our predictions till the end, but I think they're weirdly I, this is this is harsh and we'll follow up from our um international podcasts that we did i feel more positive about this team <laughs> no disrespect to the lad now that shreyas has been ruled out and they've given the captaincy for pant mainly yes. i think because it's because it's quite funny um especially <laughs> given that they're a team with like steve smith ravi ashwin there's another <laughs> you know and they're just like yeah cool we'll give it to the 23 year old rahane as well <laughs> Rahane as well. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is with Rahane, he was never going to get played enough to give him the captaincy, were they? Yeah. And Rishab's at the wheel. I'm very excited to see Rishab Pant's captaincy style. That's what, I, that's what I'm most excited about this team. Also, the fact that they've got Wokes is still in their squad because I think just because Ricky Ponting really likes him and Crazy. Tom Curran and Sam Billings. Yeah. yeah. And they I've might just... get a game. I've just realised we have to love Delhi as this yeah. podcast because it's both the Chris Wokes and the Rashad Pant team. <laughs> it's it's as though we were there on auction day. Like, right, can we just get all the players we talk about all the time and just make a team of them? Because, um, yeah, I mean, and, and not only have they still got Rabada and Norkia, they've strengthened that with Curran, um, Billings from a batting perspective. And then Steve Smith, it was an unbelievable sign for like 200 lakh. I can't remember now a lot of the currencies out of my head, but like, not that much money, basically, for Steve Smith. So, this is an incredibly strong team. Axel Patel's in there. Ishan Shah as there? well. And Ishan, Ishan. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, they've got some unbelievable seam bowling options, haven't they? Um, I'm trying to think where they fell a bit flat last year. I think they just ran out of momentum a little bit more than anything. But, you know, what? how can they win it this year? One thing they struggled with was the Indian seamer. And it is exactly what they invested in because they had Nokia and Rabada and they started playing Sams as well and it meant they couldn't play Hetmeyer and it meant they kind of lacked a bit of middle order power so they this time they bought they, obviously Ishan was injured and they had they bought in Umesh which is two great options as you know especially as a third seamer considering you've got Rabada who has been consistently the best bowler in the in the IPL for the last you know two years now and I'm sure he will continue that and then they've got Nokia who was you know, arguably the the breakout fast bowler of last year's IPL. We all we'd all seen him play a bit before, but we'd never I'd never seen him you know perform to that level. So those two, and then an Indian Seema, and then obviously Ravi Ashwin, world class. Axar Patel, we've we've spoken a lot oh, about him. He gives me PTSD. Axar Patel, <laughs> I can't I can't quite cope with that. But also the best link here is Rishabh Pant wicket keeping to Axar Patel, and I love all the names that Rishabh Pant. Calls Axar Patel. I thought in the test matches it was especially funny. Just calling him by his full name as he did. I absolutely <laughs> loved that. So this is this is an unbelievable team. I, I wish I supported this team, um, quite frankly. And yeah, just looking at it, and this has got Stoyness, Shimron Hetmeyer. This team has to win it. This team has to win it. I, I don't I'm not I'm not ready to say it yet. I want them to win it desperately, and we'll come on to Mumbai shortly. Um how long have we got left on these guys? Oh, we've still got two minutes, boys. Uh, does anyone want to say anything about them? I think we're just we're just sort of loving them too much. We're keen, aren't we? Yeah, but I one, guess one, I, I guess I guess the question is how many of these guys like Billings and Wokes in particular are actually gonna play. That's a great this point. This was exactly what I was gonna come on to. Because Nokia and Rabada have only just got there in India, they will miss at least the first game, potentially the first couple. So it gives a chance to, you'd think the two people that would come in for them are Wokes and Curran. So it gives Wokes a chance. He's not played a T20I for five or six years now. And Tom Curran, you know, we've 
well documented his struggles. So it would be good. And the other one that we, the, the other issue they had last year was Prickly Shaw just fell out of form and, you know, completely yeah. lost it. But he's been really good in the Ranji Trophy and hit 157 ball, 227. Uh, so that's you know Ooh. a very good score <laughs> in a 50 over game. So not much more to say about that. <laughs> uh, with the Chris Works again, we we are still the Chris Works podcast. This is a very early sort of meme we built up because he never got picked. But he just doesn't scream IPO energy to me. He just screams like I don't know, not that useful in the IPO. And like you said, Zach, he's not played a T20 either, however long. So. But you're right, you probably will get a game with, with the situation with the two South African bowlers. So, you know, why not Why not do well, Chris? He's not had a game for however long as well. So just someone let him bowl a cricket ball um, on a cricket pitch for a while. We've got 30 extra seconds, boys. I think we need to move on without saying, you know, we love Delhi so much. So the next team on our list, again, this is a surprise to me, listeners, because I, I haven't put the list in front of me. We may as well build a giant wheel so that Dan can just spin it. <laughs> That's a great idea for next year. I love that. It's KKR. The third team we're going to chat about is KKR. Zach, your team, um, captain by Owen Morgan again. Brendan McCollum is the coach, fifth last year. So it didn't quite sneak into the playoffs. Uh, they've won it twice in 2012 and 2014. Well, Zach, it's your one, mate. Give us, give us the lowdown on KKR for this year. I think if we were to sum up our thoughts about KKR throughout last season, it was just kind of thoroughly underwhelming. Because they seem to just never, they seem to never play that well. They'd win games when they didn't play that well, and if they did have a good game, they'd end up losing the game. And they were just, they did. I don't. I mean, I have no stats to back this up, but it felt like they didn't get back-to-back wins at any point last season. They just would win one, yes. lose one, win one, lose one, was and there was it. no consistency there. And it always felt like from the start they're going to finish fifth. It felt like they're finishing fifth, aren't they? Guaranteed. They're not good enough to get into the playoffs. And also, I almost didn't even want them to get to the playoffs because they just weren't good enough. I'm not, I don't think they necessarily did their best work in the auction. You know, we spoke about it before. They kind of went in for a few of the big dogs. They were going in for Dan Christian, which I was really keen on, but they didn't get him. And they, they got Shakib Al-Hassan, who I really like and obviously was unbelievable at the 2019 World Cup, but... I don't necessarily think he's going to play. I think because they got obviously Chakravarti and well, they signed Harbour Jam, which is just jokes. Uh, <laughs> 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 don't know if he's going to play either, but that's two spinners. <laughs> I think it's kind of Shakib or Narine, but I'm kind of hoping neither of them play. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Although I saw a predicted 11 that only had three overseas, which I think is great. But I would really like Lockie Ferguson and Pat Cummins because Lockie Ferguson was unbelievable towards the end of the tournament yeah. last year. And he needs a solid run because he was really good. He, he took a fifer if we include super over wickets, which we do. Um, and then obviously, it's just like last season, they're going to be unbelievably reliant on Shubman Gill. And they need him to have another amazing season and just kind of, you know, be the linchpin of their innings every single game. One, sorry, one final thing before I let someone else talk about KKR uh, is... <laughs> Six minutes and nearly up. <laughs> yeah, everyone's new favourite person, Dinesh Kartik. I used to hate him, now he's my favourite person. So he's inevitably going to score 500 runs at a strike rate of 200. Okay, can I can I chat about Dinesh Kartik for a second? Because Please. he was obviously on um, the Sky Sports coverage uh, for the, the White Ball series. And I... I didn't know. I didn't know who he. I knew who he was. Do you know what I mean? Like I've heard the name, and then he was great. We all agree on that. He was very fun. I didn't realize he still played cricket. 
I thought he was totally donezo. And then I just, I load this squad up this afternoon and there he is. I'm so excited to see him play. I cannot wait. That's, that's totally brightened up my mood about KKR because I forgot he played cricket still. And he was such a good analyst. What, was Did he play last year? Was he, was he any good? He captained them last year, mate. Captain for the first half. Oh, mate, I don't, I don't pay much Sacked attention to this. Sacked off from Morgan. I don't pay much attention to it. That was it. That's when Morgan took over. That was that Dinesh Kartik. Wow. And he was just on telly. Could you believe it? Wow. Okay. Sorry, li- sorry, listeners. I'm normally more clued up than this. I'm having I'm had a busy week at work. It's all going on. Well, you come oh, for your, your insightful cricket. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you're here for insight, if you're here for insight, please move on because we clearly show we haven't quite got that. <laughs> um, yeah, Lockie Ferguson was great. Yeah, the spinners I don't I don't love because Sunil Ryan just bowls half trackers now. He's not as good as he used to be, and he's somehow an opening batsman. Harpajan, like I poo pooed, and then I think you sort of backed it, Zach, when we did our auction pod because he's the most taking the most wickets, etc. But now I've had a month to sit and think about it. It still looks a bit weird when we look at every other team. You know, what? What's the, will they play both of those guys, or will they play one of them? What's their spin saying? I think it depends on the overseas options they go with because they, but they just don't have they. What they really needed was to get a really good overseas opener, <coughs> Alex Hales, uh, but they didn't do that. So you know, but they've got Owen Morgan, and then they've got I suppose they've got Andre Russell as well, which is you know is their big man. He's never not going to play a game, but he often gets injured. That was kind of what gave Lockie Ferguson his go last season. So I think that's my four overseas for them is, but that's so bowler heavy. They one one person I'm interested to see a bit more of is Prasid Krishna, who obviously was was decent in the in the ODIs when he played for India, but he wasn't that good last season for KKR. So I I really hope he can carry that form over into the IPL. Sandeep Warrior is is a player. I just thought that was a really cool surname, spelt not spelt like Warrior, but it's probably pronounced Warrior. Um, I don't I know what Dan, he's we, all about. Dan, Dan usually <laughs> used, loses his head. We go chaotic fifty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> It's happened earlier. He's lost it early. Thirty minutes and I've gone. It's, it's this. It's this six-minute thing. It's getting in his head. It's. It, he's decided we have to talk about every team for six minutes. Let's move on. Can, We're I, done. I, I no, we've got a quick, minute left. I, like I, I said, I don't want to fade. Positive about KKR because I was very negative about them last year because they are. Apologies to Zach. They are just so boring. However, I'm. I. I'm. In a, I think we should forgive Dan a bit for forgetting who Dinesh Kartik is because. Let's call it a symptom of how good he was as a pundit. That he didn't feel like a player being brought on to give a bit of chat. He felt like yes. someone who actually knew what he was talking about, which is Correct. a pretty good sign. But I'm really interested to see what Morgan can do with this team with a full season as captain. Because um, if he actually puts those pieces in a you know in a slightly different place and does his behind the scenes bits and whatever his his brain works on the field, it could be a lot more interesting than than seeing someone come on as captain halfway through a season. So who knows? Maybe they've actually got some plans this year. I think adding Shakib Shakib into the middle order does give them something extra. Um, so they're not a horrible team. Add another season of growth for Shubman. Um, the only thing is, you mentioned. Alex Hales, I feel like they sh- they should have kept Tom Banton around. Obviously, didn't really get a game last season, but as an overseas batsman who can open with Shubman, that's a gaping hole in the team at the moment that I feel like he probably could have filled in a bit. No, he 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 pulled out of the auction. He was going to go back into the auction, but they had they did. I think they they may have been thinking about getting him for a cheaper price right. because he, I think he was relatively expensive for them last season because obviously he'd had that mega season in the blast and then was really good in the big bash. So everyone wanted a bit of Banton. Um, so yeah, sorry, Dan. Please, can we keep the six minutes in order? Otherwise, this podcast, if it hasn't already, will crumble to the ground. Um, 
I, I, you sent us a tweet in the chat, actually. I think another cricket uh, journalist, um, and they have a podcast, and they say it's just it's just madness. No one remembers what they talk about. So we're not alone in this, you know, listeners, if, if you're new to the show. Okay, right. Our next six-minute slot is revolving around Mumbai Indians. Um, reigning champions, five-time winners. Jeez. Can they just like chill for a bit? That's just that's a little bit much, isn't it? It's a dynasty. It's like the New England Patriots of the IPL. Um, captain by the Hitman, Roach Sharma, coached by Mahela Jai Wardener. They've got to be favourites again, I think, with, with the strength of their squad. We spoke about their um, their auction was very, you know, sensible and adding on to what they already had, which is such a strong squad. Is there any argument going around that these guys aren't going to be in the top four, or is it just a, a case of get the regular season out of the way in the top four and then be really good in the knockout stages. That, that's all I've got to say for them, really. I think if any team actually doesn't deserve six minutes, it's Mumbai. Because, yeah, there's nothing to say apart from they are basically the best team. The only question for them is whether they can actually turn up on the day and be motivated and committed enough to do it. It might be funny if Hardik Pandya randomly falls apart and drops some more catches. But yeah, yeah. apart from that, yeah, they're making top four. And... The main reason they are making the top four, not for any of the things you've said, Dan, is because they're Michael Vaughan's favourite to make the top four. Hashtag on, on. On, on. They're, they're, they're the on, on team of this year's IPL. Right. That makes you just like them even more. They're going to be on my <laughs> absolute bottom tier team. Um, this has to be the strongest Indian contingent, right? Uh, Ishkish, Bumra, Kandia. Uh, who else am I missing there? Sky. Sky's in there. Arjun Tendulkar, of course, who's a surname. <laughs> He's a surname with a cricket bat in his hand. And then you Doesn't add... Doesn't finest. <laughs> Trent Bolt, Quinton Ducock. Oh, the other... Crunal as well, of course. Kieran Pollard, who's still somehow amazing. He's evergreen. Um, Roy. Not Jason Roy. Anukul Roy. We all know him. Um... And then Rohit Sharma. I mean, are you, you going to name the whole squad? <laughs> just to try and take up six minutes. <laughs> Chris Lynn. Chris Lynn's a cricket player, guys. Can we agree? <laughs> Look, they're very good at cricket, aren't they, Mumbai? Basically, that's all we've got to say about them. Honestly, all I've got to say, they're playing in the first game. They're based in Mumbai, in India. And they're playing blue. Move on, come on. Move on. Okay, right, um, but we've been in the six minutes off of this. As long as you don't go over... That's, Zach's got to go to a meeting. That's fine. I'm going to say we've got... We've got 30 minutes where Zach has to go, and um, we've not even got into... We're halfway through now, so let's, let's rush through these guys. Who have we got next? Come on, computer. Punjab Kings, formerly known as... Uh, what are formerly known as? Kings Level Kings Punjab, 11. of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot who they are. <laughs> right. This, this is Carnage. Captain, K.R. Rahul. Uh, Anil can raise a coach. Runners up in 2014. That's a good finish. Uh, did make the playoffs last year. Sort of a slightly cursed team in my eyes. They're my team, quote unquote, because Bopari used to play for them in like 2009. I was like, yeah, that's my team. That's my team right there. Um, and quite simply, Chris Gale. Yeah, I think basically that's a fair description. Um, and they're a weird one because they're the team which I feel like really could go either way. Because um, they, they were not at all good at the start of last season. I think they had the record for the most losses in the row, possibly, if I've not made that up. Um, and then they brought Chris Gale back in and he did Chris Gale things, predictably, and they won a few games. Um, I mean, the, the real kind of wildcard figure for them is going to be Nicholas Buran, because if he can replicate some of the form that we've that we've seen from him recently, which he, he's never quite put in in the IPL, although there's always been flashes of it. 
if he can really take that next step this season, I could see them getting top four. I think they could, they're in that kind of, they'll either scrape fourth or they'll be fifth or sixth. They're not going to be terrible. It, it was that second half of last season, which kind of kicked off out of nowhere as soon as they brought Chris Gale back because they looked like they were going to just be um, bottom of the tail for the whole thing. And I agree, they're, they're not a runaway top one or two team. They will be a sneaking team as they nearly were last year. Um, reason why I agree they might finish top four is obviously they signed Jai Richardson. I think their bowling in general looks a lot stronger this year. Um, will Shammy be fit? I don't know. I feel like he's quite badly injured after the Australia tour, so maybe not. And of course, David Milan was signed for a cut price. Um, we have agreed as a podcast that he should be dropped from the England team anyway. So I'm now slightly less interested in what he actually does in this IPL. But will he get much of a run? Um, I suspect they'll give him a chance because he's a pretty good signing. I hope he does, but I don't know. I don't know how because they had. Obviously, Mayank and Kale at the top, and then Chris Gale came in at three last season. Milan's not going to come in at four. That seems a bit silly. And they've got Poran, who is, you know, supposedly going to be the dominating T20 player of the next decade. So he's not not going to play. I think yeah, they've also got Chris Jordan, who I, I can't see really getting a game. He wasn't very good. He's not been very good. He could really England could really do with them having a really good IPL. So, purple cap for him. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about the caps. Maybe we should say who we think will get them later. Oh, there's too many people. I can't actually decide on anybody. <laughs> let's, go, let's go for Chris Jordan. Why not? Eh? Um, the rebrand. What are our thoughts on the rebrand? My main issue was that their sort of abbreviation was PBKS, which doesn't make much sense for Punjab Kings. Why isn't it just PK? Um, that's my main issue with the side. Uh, the players are all fine. I'm sure they'll play some nice cricket. But yeah, PBKS doesn't work for me. I do hope that isn't the case come the tournament starts, whenever their first game is. Maybe Saturday. I don't know. As you can tell, I've not done that much research this one. Oh, their first game is April the 12th. Against, against Rajasthan. Rajasthan. Massive oh, game. That's a bit of fun. That's a, that's a rain stop play derby early that's, doors. That's well, the fifth place playoff of the IPL. Yeah, pretty much, isn't it? Well, should we talk about Rajasthan right now, Will? Because they are the next team on the list. Um, they are your team. Um, as I said, listeners who were with us in you know October, November last year will have heard Will be generally kind of despondent, um, miserable, uh, pessimistic. You know, insert here. Uh, has that changed much for this year? Will m- most importantly? No, not really. But I mean, <laughs> they're still. <laughs> the problem with them is it's not just the pessimism. As always, it's the hope that kills you, because there are obviously excellent things about that team. Um, and I'm sure that Butler and Stokes will be a fun opening partnership. I'm sure they'll get a few, you know, hundred odd opening stands together. But the problem for that team is they basically need to do that because there's nothing, unless Sanju Sampson has a mad one, which Rajasthan seemed to think that Sanju Sampson is their Shubman Gill. And he, I promised them he's not. He's never going to become the international star that they want him to be. And they've given him the captaincy for that reason. Unless he has a huge one, you need a big opening partnership because there's nothing coming in later than that with the bat unless you suddenly think that you know Dubé is going to turn into a finisher or Tawatia can do what Tawatia did last season on a consistent basis I forgot about him which would be brilliant if he could if it turns out he's just good and that wasn't a blip I mean that would be amazing but it's very very unlikely and now that we have the news that Joffre at the moment is slated to miss at least the first half with this weird fishbowl injury. It, the bowling is like catastrophic. It, <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like the general chat seems like it's the whole tournament. 
as like it seemed they seemed pretty resigned to not having him at all. And I mean, even if they did have him for like the last four games, he's gonna be an absolutely no nick whatsoever. I don't think he's actually gonna be that much use, so you might as well just leave him. So with no replacement, I can't, oh, it's not it's a very weird looking team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, without Joffre, it's you know they're they're in a bit of trouble, aren't they? I think I think Rajasthan. Oh, it's not going to be a good year for your boys. Will obviously they did sign Chris Morris and spent a hell of a lot of money on him. So as long as he stays fit, surely that's the answer to both the problems because he can be a finisher yeah. and play the Joffre role. But yeah. the main problem last year was that Joffre can only bowl four overs. Uh, they need to find sixteen overs from other players. That was kind of the main issue and. If Joffre's not there, you know, it felt like Chris Morris kind of, you know, to a certain extent solved that problem because he, he can bowl four overs and it's quite good. So, you know, it solved the problem in a way that they didn't have to just rely on Joffre. And if Joffre's overs didn't get them loads of wickets, they would they would be in trouble. But now they don't even have Joffre. So that's a bit of a worry. That's a huge worry. That 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 takes them from potentially being able to nick a fourth place if they enter some really good form too, they they will probably finish bottom or close to it again this season, which is a shame. Um, I'd imagine prediction. without Joff, Andrew Ty will probably have to come in with the ball. That gives you four overs of relative mediocrity. Um, <laughs> and then we've, we've, I mean, the Indian bowlers as well, we've got people like Tiagi, who's, who's good as a fourth or fifth bowler, but ends up coming in to bowl the fourth over and isn't very good. We've got a couple of quite dross spinners. Um, so it doesn't bode hugely well, I'll be honest. The thing about Chris Morris, which I always think is, he's the kind of signing which would be really astute and sensible if you were a good team with solid foundations and you wanted to take that next step up. He'd be excellent. He'd get you to, to third or fourth place. But this is a team which fundamentally doesn't have an opening pair who they know both want to be openers and should be openers. It also doesn't really have a finisher and it doesn't, without Joffre, have a frontline bowler. So <laughs> adding Chris Morris to that feels a bit <laughs> like trying to plaster over some giant cracks with something that's supposed to be the cherry on the cake. I think that's a fantastic analogy. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it. I might, I might cut this whole chat out of the like the edit and just put what you just said in there, Will, for Rajasthan's section. I think that will perfectly, perfectly sum it up. Um, yeah, bit naff. Hopefully, Stokes and Butler absolutely go mental at the start, and then you can, that that will paper over some cracks as well. But again, they're in, they're out for me. They're outside of that battle for fourth place with three teams. I think I don't want to give the same table as last year, but it just feels like not that much has changed. I guess because it has been such a short tone of it anyway. Um, so yeah, a damning review from a Rajasthan Royals, big Rajasthan Royals fan about their potential season. Um, right, boys, two teams to go. Zach needs to be gone in four minutes. So Zach, give me your give me your Royal Challengers Bangalore vibes again for me where are they they're not getting the top four for me i don't know why just don't feel it for them i've put them down as getting in just because other than the top two i feel like anyone could get in but i think just i don't know i feel like coley's gonna have a good year don't know why chahal could really do with a good year siraj is gonna keep up his uh his good form but they, they've got their main problem is Maxwell, A.B. de Villiers and Jameson have to play because of how expensive they were pretty much. So that limits their options. And Jameson has never played a, an IPL game before. Maxwell was famously 
terrible last season. Terrible. Mm. So, but has been good in Australia as he, you know, which is classic Maxwell. So, you know, don't expect much. Are they going to play Maxwell, A.B. de Villiers and Dan Christian and Jameson? Is that their middle order? If it is, I, I do kind of like that. It's quite funny. So, you know, Dan Christian will... Well, I think the main reason I put them in my top four is because of Dan Christian, because he doesn't lose. Well, that's such a good fact, and he could win in the whole tournament. Daniel Sam's moved to RCB as well, and we chatted a lot about him last year because we were a bit confused by him. But I think in the time since, I've learned to understand what he is and the role he brings. So he could be very good. Um, Washington Sundar, of course, is my boy, and I'm sorry to not have put his team in um, in the top four, but uh, he's great. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, Zach, before you go, because I know you have to rush off to a meeting because it is in the middle of a work day. Um, give us your give us your table or just your top four of who's going to get in. So my top four is unsurprisingly Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals, you know, most out there prediction. And then also we've got I think RCB will make it, and then I think Sunrisers will probably also make it because my because of my prediction for the purple cap, which is Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. I think Bhuvi's going to come back. He's had a fantastic series. And Boovy is back, as the last pod was called. Or maybe the pod before that was called. Not really sure now. And then uh, my orange cap prediction, unfortunately, I don't like doing this. It's Virat Kohli. So Kohli to drag RCB in by himself with the batting. Opening. With him opening, I think yeah. he's going to have a good season. Yeah. I had to go and look at my work laptop. So I didn't <laughs> even hear them, Zach. So I, I, I've got nothing to say other than enjoy your meeting. Um, Thanks. We'll see you for the county championship special. See if the kind of championship special. Cheers, Zach. Have a, I, can't, I can't believe we've lost someone in the pod. This is the first time I've lost lost a man in the pod. Sums up this whole podcast, really. It's been absolute carnage, hasn't it? Would, would you, you can edit that and do a goodbye to me now, if you want. No, I was just going to let you go mid-pod. I was oh, just going right, to let you right. just fade off into obscurity. That was it. That was your goodbye. Bye, then. Bye, Zach. Bye, Zach. Oh, gosh. Will, should we talk about RCB a little bit more? I feel like we kind of rushed over them. So uh, anything yeah. else you want to say, basically, other than what we already kind of alluded to? Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I agree with you a bit that this, this could be the season that they miss out on the playoffs. I don't feel that optimistic about them. I think... Yeah. It's, it could go either way. So I think they probably are a little bit more balanced than last season. A, a tragedy, Zach's just gone and I've dropped you balance. We've gone through a whole pod and now he left. You say balance. The jar. Um, they've dragged Finn Allen up, who had a very, obviously, very good BBL to replace Josh Villapie, Um at the same time as losing Aaron Finch, which I think does give them a slight balance between youth and experience there a little bit. If, it was, if, it was, if it's Padakal and Finn, and then you've got Coley and AB coming in below that, it's a little bit less top-heavy than it has been in the last couple of seasons. And then they've got this new and obviously deeply weird middle order, <laughs> which they strengthened quite a lot in the auction. Obviously, Sam's, Maxwell, Christian. If that goes really well and all those risks pay off, then they're probably a very, very good team and they've got everything you need. A concern in that middle order is none of them really have great IPL pedigree. They brought two new Indian guys in who have never played in the IPL. Sam's and Maxwell were both pretty poor last season. We love Christian, but he's like 38 years old. Yes. So th there are a lot of risks there. And I, I feel like it, as much as it could go really well, and with Coley opening the batting, he probably will drag them to the playoffs by himself. But I just feel like there's enough moving pieces that could go wrong that this might be the season they miss out. Much less settled, isn't it? I think I agree with that. That it could either be awesome or terrible. I can't see them being like a nice fourth or a nice third. You know what I mean? Um, and well, we'll move straight into a, a very balanced team. 
we're just abusing the word balance now. Now Zach's gone, <laughs> I feel bad. You know, you don't like, he loves a bit of balance, dude. But um, they had probably the worst um, auction. I think we agreed on that. Not worst, but perhaps least active, sort of pretty inconspicuous. Uh, Sunrise's highs were bad. Of course, they finished third last year after a good late run. And they haven't added so much, but the probably biggest addition is Bhuvaneshwar Kumar being fit again. He played four times last year. He took three wickets and economy of six, uh, sorry, seven um, in those four matches. And they should have a fully fit, fully firing booby as we saw in that ODI series. So, you know, for a team that already finished third, haven't lost many, haven't gained many, but have got Kumar, surely top four again, Will? I'd say so. I mean, Zach's just backed Boofy to win the purple cap in your episode. Oh, did I miss that? Um, no. you, you missed that. Um, but I Love think it's that. it's a, it's kind of a great outside bet. And I think it'd be really interesting with both Sunrise and Delhi to see how they get on with, with Boofy and Ishant coming back in. Because those are, those are massive additions which could help them get closer to Mumbai. Um, they've also added, we should say, post-auction Jason Roy, which of course we need to, again the big question for them is how to work out who plays in that top four and in what order with you know roy kane warner bearstow and you've got jason holder somewhere down the line if you can fit in the international summer in there but if they can sort that out there's enough talent in that top order and the reason that famously i, I predicted last season that they were going to win it was because when that when that top two gets on form it was warner and bearstow it god knows what it'll be now but there's enough firepower there that they can drag themselves to some really good winning positions to then bring in Boovy and Rashid Khan. You can defend, you know, 170, 160 even. Yeah. So I think they'll probably be one of the teams that definitely gets in that top four and hopefully with Delhi pushes closer to Mumbai. And oh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about that top three now because we, we chatted about it in the auction episode and it, it's tricky. I, I suspect they've got to go, they've got to go Bairstow Warner still. And Williamson's captain, and then Rashid Khan's first name on the team sheet, right? So, it's whether you go with those three batsmen or not, because you're missing out on a bowler then, because they've got Jason Holder as an option, um, Mujib as an option, and Mohammed Nabi, who didn't get enough game time last year. So, it's actually quite a juggling act for them mm-hmm. with their overseas players, isn't it? Getting that, if they get that right quickly, they could have an unbelievable season. Exactly. It's all about getting that balance right. And, and and even if they get their rotation sensible, it might be that they just work out plans for certain teams where they need holder and certain teams where they don't. Um, but it's, yeah, it's all about getting that calculation right. But but I do kind of instinctively think that Roy will be in there somehow. Do you, the do you really? Yeah. Oh, because I, it... because they are, I mean, they're obviously it's different format, but they are so good opening together in the ODIs. Yeah. I can't imagine being a coach at Sunrisers and not look at that and go, give me a bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool. I mean, they just did it in India. I know it was a one-day international series, but they just did it very successfully for three games against a top Indian bowling attack. So, very, very interesting. As boring as this team was in the auction, I'm very excited about these guys. Probably Sunrisers and Delhi are the teams I'm most excited about. And then, obviously, Punjab Kings because I quote-unquote support them. Right, I, I missed Zach's top four, Will. Did he go top four or did he give it the top eight? He did a uh, top, top eight. four. But, okay, good. In any particular order? Because I've, I've gone in non, no particular order top four. So he, that's cheating. Put okay, let's order. go for an order. Okay, let me do an order. <laughs> you tell, you Don't tell me what he did. Actually, no, tell me what he did, then do yours. And then 
I'm I'm gonna make mine up. <laughs> I think Zach did. Mumbai one, Delhi two, Sunrisers three, and RCB four. I think. Okay. Lovely. And what, I'd like to hear yours. It's tricky. That there's three that we've put straight in, which I Correct. think we'll all get, and I think the order will be one. Mumbai, two Delhi, three Sunrisers. And then I feel like, and maybe this is just because it would be funny, I think this I think this could be the year Coley misses out. And weirdly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm choosing between Kings and KKR for that fourth. And I think Punjab will get there. Oh, well. So they're, they're my slight wild card in at fourth. That was my that was my fourth wild card as well because we are I am in agreement with you. I had Delhi top just because even we chatted about it just then and I think we waxed lyrical about them in the auction pod as well, how good they look on paper. So that would be great. Uh yeah, then Mumbai second, Sunrisers third, and then in my head it was Punjab or R C B. I don't like KKR enough for that. But I I mean realistically, and we saw how close it was last year. Those top two aside, let's put those top two well ahead. Sunrisers, Punjab, KKR, RCB, again battling it for that fourth spot. Um, well, sorry, those two spots, second, uh, third, and fourth. And then we all in agreement that Rajasthan and CSK are going to probably get. It's hard to get cast adrift in the IPL, but at least you know have a crap season basically. Yeah, it feels like there are two that are gone at the top, and there's two that are gone at the bottom. And then, as you say, the bit of a free four. Yeah, the four in the middle could go any which way. Damn, we need. A purple and an orange cap from you. A wicket taker and a leading Goodness run scorer. Me. Okay. <laughs> leading run scorer, Dinesh Kartik, because I just remembered he played cricket. <laughs> um, orange. Oh, is orange the wicket, wicket orange taker? Orange is runs, I believe. Oh, okay. So purple for wickets. It was Rabada last year, wasn't it? I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling Rashid Khan. So that was just, he's just a good bowler, isn't he? So why not? And and <laughs> have you, did you give yours while I was running away to my work laptop? No, or... I've not done okay, mine. Excellent. I'm kind of just thinking it now, but you know what? I think I'm going to back Delhi in theme with this episode. Yeah. I'm going to give Rabada the purple cap. Ooh, and I'll, back to back purples. I'll back our man, little Rishab, <laughs> <laughs> no. to get that purple. Oh, that would be great if he like think of the season we'd have if he's the purple if he's the top. Can batsman. you imagine if Pant does what he did in Australia, mm. smashes the IPL, then goes mm. and wins the World Cup with India? Oh my gosh! They're just I I I would retire. I'd retire him and just get get the statues up everywhere. That would be the end of that. Um. Okay, I will make notes of that and we'll come back to it. We'll have a little. I don't really know how we're going to do this this year. Probably a mid-season review and end the season review. But we can have a little sort of look at where we are halfway through the season. Um, it's very busy, the IPL. So we'll keep you up to date on it. Um, we've said goodbye to Zach already, sort of halfway through his work meeting. Um, sorry, I can't say goodbye to him at the end, but he's gone. Um, so I'll say goodbye, Will. <laughs> goodbye. And we'll see you next week for the County Championship special. Thank you for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.